Hey guys, welcome back to the Multiverse Media Podcast. I am Cameron. I am Matthew. And I am Peyton. We've got a really good episode this week. We are going to be wrapping up the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We are a week late to the last released episode, but we are just going to kind of get into it. We want to make sure that our listeners hear all of the thoughts and hear our listen to our hubbub that we've been reading on the line about everything and kind of get our final thoughts and ideas out there about the way Marvel's progressing with these stories and also what's to come for Marvel, what else we're going to want to talk about as well is kind of all in Matthew's wheelhouse, so I'm not entirely sure what all we will be talking about, but I'm excited for the ride. Yeah, so I honestly, I don't even think we need to go and recap the episodes. I kind of just want to like dive into it just kind of talk about what we thought especially with the finale the finale was um it was big Fantastic. and it wrapped up a lot of things but it also it left a lot of things open for the rest of the mcu um so we'll we'll definitely hit the last two episodes because i know we haven't talked about those yet and then also just kind of rehashing stuff from from the entire series so um i guess let's just go ahead and talk about the finale because it was kind of divisive um at least on on paper quote it was divisive just the way that i'm looking at uh different like social media uh, and rating sites and stuff like that i know ign gave it like a five um but then on imdb it's it's higher than that and rotten tomatoes it's a different score so what did you guys just personally think of the finale and, and how it wrapped up this this season i thought personally that this was one of those finales that like genuinely felt it genuinely felt like it lived up to the word finale. It felt like the final, this is the story, this is what we want you to have for now. And it really, like Matthew said, it tied up a lot of things, but it also did leave a lot of room for both growth between characters, uh, implementation of new characters. Specifically, we're probably going to see Isaiah Bradley and uh, his grandson? Right? Yeah, Patriot. I don't know what his name is. The, I was going to say Patriot, but I was like, I wanted, I thought I knew his name, but I escaped me at the last minute. Um, we're probably going to definitely end up seeing him again because we're everything is indicating we're going to see a form of, if not the new Avengers, the young Avengers, the Teen Titan version of Avengers. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that's super exciting for us to kind of be able to like sit back and relax and like get ready for it but also the episode as a whole was just it's been very it's been very ear to the ground it's been very socially aware and i i think that is kind of necessary after everything that's been going on especially still and even though no matter how much we actually talk about things it appears that some things don't change and they need to and I think that by them basically openly admitting to a lot of different hardships and things that that can help us move towards the right place and like try and kind of help the communities realize, hey, actually fix stuff. Good points. Um, I think as far as the finale is, uh, it did a pretty good job doing what it needed to do. There were a lot of parts of it that I really, really liked. I liked, I liked all the personal things. So all of the talks with Isaiah Bradley and the end of the episode where uh, Bucky is hanging out with his big family in his neighborhood with his metal arm out. He's happy being himself. I liked all that stuff. I liked 
John Walker saving those people instead of chasing after Carly. I thought he needed, um, it wasn't necessarily redemption, but it was just reminding the audience that like, he's not a bad person. He just isn't perfect. And he has a lot of lapses. Um, but I think that overall his moral compass is in the right direction. And I think that that's what they were trying to remind us that he is a very conflicted character. Uh, but he did do very bad things and he, I think all of us can agree that that didn't play out the way that it should have with, um, at least like his punishment. That's written. That's not me crapping on the writing. Um, not saying that they did the wrong thing. I just think that in the narrative, the government did the wrong thing. Um, I think, honestly, the finale was probably my least favorite episode. Not saying that it was bad, but it just... I, I don't I don't know why. I wish that I could, that we have a podcast, and I'm sitting here recording myself talking about it, and I wish I could tell you why. <laughs> um, I don't know. It didn't... A lot of it didn't feel quite the same. But like I said, it did have a lot of great parts, and I watched it twice. So me saying it's my least favorite episode isn't saying by any means that it's bad. It's just how I feel. Um, I was really happy with the way that they balanced out action with the the narrative and um, the social commentary, which I think they've been doing well the entire series. But, you know, you think the finale, you got to get your normal Marvel action in. Um, and it was super cool to see within the first five minutes Falcon coming in with the Captain America suit now being, you know, Captain America. Um, and just really what that, what that represents. I think it was just, you know, that was probably some of the best parts of the episode was just hearing Sam talking about how he is Captain America. I mean, one of his first lines is, um, you know, somebody says, who are you? And he says, I'm Captain America. Like, you know, he's done um, doubting himself. He's done, you know trying to figure out if he if he's worthy or not of even being the successor to Steve Rogers and he's just like yeah I am Captain America I'm here to hold this mantle I understand what it means to be in America and he's going to protect it even if the people don't love him and he talks about that later and I think that you know um, some of it was just Sam being an amazing person and some of it was you know he's Captain America and he gives that awesome Captain America level speech there at the end um, but you know it was just really neat to see the way that they did blend action with the serious moments, even his um, final quote fight with Carly, he refused to fight her because you know he 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 didn't necessarily disagree with her. He disagreed with her methods, and he wanted to show her that you know he was on her side, and it was just like the government, and everybody else that was getting in his way of trying to convey that to her. So it was just really interesting to see what they they balanced everything out. Um, I know we kind of talked a little bit about that with the Invincible finale, uh, where you know there was a lot of action there at the beginning, and they hit home with some of the more like personal stuff at the end, and I felt like. It was, a, it was a similar thing. We got to see that action that we only got bits and pieces of throughout the series. Um, but then it also reeled everything in home at the end. Uh, and it's something really special was just the, the Isaiah Bradley part. I loved having him get his, his recognition there at the end. But yeah, that was just kind of like my overall thoughts of, of the finale. I was really happy with that. Um, so let's talk about first Captain America. Because the show does end with the title card changing to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Let's talk about him. And let's talk about U.S. Agent. So which one do you guys kind of want to hit first? I think we could start with U.S. Agent just because okay. we've kind of already led up to the Captain America stuff. Let's do it. Well, you ought to start, Cameron. I gave my piece about him already. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Uh, we've talked... 
I've kind of really gone back and forth. Peyton says that he doesn't think what he did was redeemable. Or he doesn't think that it's pure redemption. Like, it doesn't fully... It doesn't wipe the slate clean with him just saving those people. Because, in a sense, he's never really shown that he's always, I guess, that negative, in a sense, where he's like, he's like, oh, I will let anyone die in order to do my goal or whatever. Like, he does still have some attributes of a hero. And I think that by having them, by having him save the, what were they, the, they were the people a part of, like, the, the, the re, GRC. No, GRC, thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it wasn't great. To me, I think it could have been really, I think him chasing after Carly probably would have been super cool. I'm sure there would have been a great fight scene they could have done and all this. But in a sense, that wasn't necessary. It wasn't, that's not what you needed from the character. You needed, the audience needed to kind of be reminded like, hey, he's not like fully gone he's not like full red skull version of the super soldier serum he's that little gray area in between and i thought that was super super interesting to see however like peyton said i don't agree that he basically got off scot-free because he did one good thing and now he's gonna basically be can i just say that's madam hydra that's got That's who it is oh. going to be. Yeah. You can refer to her that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. And if you're wrong, then we'll make fun of you. You can just call her yeah, Val. We know it. that's right. Oh, okay. So Val is probably working. Val is clearly working him. Like, she has him under her thumb, clearly. And I think that's just going to be something that is going to be further explored later on. And I think that's something that we can be very excited for Matthew frequently keeps talking about the Thunderbolts and if that would happen that would be amazing like he would I think he would fit in fantastically to that whole thing and um I mean the like of course the actor he was phenomenal um what's his name again please remind me I just watched his interview today Wyatt Russell thank you I watched his interview with IGN two days ago maybe three now and he was talking with them where he was like they were like different questions that he like had answered and stuff and like I, I don't even know he's just so he's so personable and like it doesn't feel fake when he talks and it's so crazy to me because you see pieces of that throughout the show and then you of course you see like the homicidal maniac of him bludgeoning a dude to death with a shield so I mean it's like yes that is he's a great actor he really keeps you captivated and i mean that interview he had with ign he basically said to them uh he was like honestly with all the like talking about like the death threats he received and all that he's like i didn't even really get that offended or anything by it he's like i took that as a form of validation he was like i was doing great and i just thought that that is awesome like good for you man i'm glad that like didn't get under your skin or and affect you but like that was that was just something that was super interesting to me and I, like I said he seems like a great person I'm sure he would be awesome to talk to yeah I'm I'm super excited to see 
where they where they put him in the future, especially because he is now called, you know, U.S. Patriot um, or U.S. Agent, not U.S. Patriot, U.S. Agent. Um, you know, there's there's so much they can do because he's still at the end of the day he's a soldier. Um, and you know the whole thing in the first Avenger is the the doctor says you know that Steve is not not the perfect soldier but a good man, whereas um, U.S. Agent is more of a perfect soldier. Um, you know, he still gets, and he's a human and we see that, you know, he gets conflicted with what he does. And, uh, but I, I want to know what Val is referring to when she tells him that things are about to get weird and they're going to need him. So, uh, she was supposed to have made her, Val was supposed to made, make her first appearance in Black Widow, but because of COVID, it's obviously gotten pushed back. And so the reveal was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So she's supposed to be in the MCU for more than just one, one thing. They're already obviously like building her up to be something important. So what do you think she's referring to? Like, Secret Wars, is or Secret Invasion is coming up soon. Um, could she be in on the whole scrolls thing? Um, or does she know some stuff about the multiverse? And what, what are you guys thinking about that? Because it was you know obviously deliberately, the line was put there to get us excited excited and to question things and you know to get um u.s agent to start thinking about things hmm i guess when you say things get weird my first thought is like the multiverse because uh -huh. i me as a fan as an audience member i think things are about to get weird but i don't know how a character knows about that especially now i don't know where dr strange fits into the timeline or spider-man 3 but I mean, that's my first thought is that that is weird. But then also she could be in on the scrolls because it sounds like a lot of people know about them. And especially that if she is, if she has an in on some big organization, then surely that organization has a clue what's going on. And I mean, we've already seen scrolls in um, a number of things. And we still don't know what the hell that Far From Home and credit scene was. Yeah. We, um, and that, I mean, that was crazy. Um, so maybe she has a clue about that and maybe they're planning to finally reveal what that was all about. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it though. I know I was talking with Pravir and we said that, um, if Val ends up kind of taking on the moniker of Madam Hydra, maybe she's working with some sort of new version of Hydra and U.S. Agent ends up kind of becoming like the MCU's version of Hydra Captain America, like we saw in the comics a couple years ago, um, and they could bring, you know, they could bring back Red Skull possibly, but they could also bring in like his daughter and they could be a crime organization, more of like a terrorist group. It'd be really interesting to see kind of what they do with that because um, Val's not a huge character in the comics. She showed up back in some of the original one runs of Captain America and like the Howling Commandos comics and then just came up more recently with some other stuff. Uh, so it'll be just kind of interesting to see like the take that they do, they do with her, but I'm really excited to see what Riot, Wyatt Russell gets to do as U.S. agent here in the future, whether it's, you know, Dark Avengers uh, or the Thunderbolts um, or just kind of being this this agent that is just going around and being kind of, I don't even want to say Winter Soldier because there's so many things that are like, they're supposed to be like the Winter Soldier program. It's supposed to be like the Super Soldier program. But, you know, maybe he's more of like an American assassin. Like he's going around doing lots of dirty work for Or America. just like the muscle. Yeah, like basically, yeah, exactly the muscle. Yeah, I think they totally. set that up really well with him. Um, yeah, that's all I got about about U.S. Agent.
Yeah, I know I said I wanted points. to talk about Captain America, but Cameron, something you said made me think about this. Let's talk about Sharon really quick. And what on earth is going on with Sharon? Because I see Peyton making a frowny face and putting his yeah. finger down. Yeah, go ahead. Ooh. Groan. Dude, I thought that was so lame. Maybe that's why <laughs> the final was my least favorite episode. Just because that... I, I cannot... I wish I could capture that moment for you guys. Where I, where she... Where they had that lame-ass line about, Oh, so you're the power broker? I my, the corners of my mouth hit the floor. I, I got a bunch of dust in my mouth because of that. Ugh. I don't know. I thought it was lame. They didn't build it up nearly as much as they should have. I was talking to you guys about this. Uh, I thought it felt very unmotivated. I was like, I, I don't get it. I don't know how you're raised in such a way and like you're built as this character from Civil War. And then five years later, you think that you're hot garbage and you can be a total DB. I, I don't understand it. I wasn't a big fan of it. They'll have to... Um, we need to know a little bit more what happened in that during the blip, why she did that. Um, but other than that, I feel like it was very boring and lame that she was a power broker. I saw a bunch of stuff. It was I didn't even get my hopes up like crazy. I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Wolverine. Oh my god, it's it's um it's the Fantastic Four. They're the power broker. I didn't I didn't have my hopes up like that. Was it just though? No, that wasn't one of my hopes either. <laughs> um, my hope was that um, it was Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Because in my head, that makes sense. They didn't kill him off. They totally set him up to bring him back. It's his whole shtick that he wants to be like create better weapons than Tony Stark. Tony Stark's dead now. This is a perfect time to bring him back. Um, but they didn't. And they instead changed a character that... We don't know like anything about. Anyways, I thought she was lame in Civil War, but I was like, maybe they'll bring her back, make her cooler. But all they did was make her lamer. Not cool. Boo. So it wasn't that bad. I just didn't like it. Uh, I, I kind of agree, in a sense. I'm not gonna go quite as in depth as Peyton did because it's not that pressing to me i thought it was it was kind of like meh whatever to me it was in a sense it kind of felt like a cop-out almost but it also felt i have to agree it felt weird and unmotivated like yeah clearly she you know she's a refugee from like she's been on the run from america since civil war when she helped what did she do she broke them out of jail right she gave cap his shield and falcon his suit Mm -hmm. and so it's like to a sense like yeah of course like you know anger against the United States but like I don't think that the power broker has been explored enough for us to all be able to, be able to sit here and be like yup makes sense yup we're okay with this no like what she is Peggy the like the beginning of the shield agencies niece like she's got that kind of like that good person like that that possibly like one of the greatest heroes in her blood and it's like i don't think that this makes sense at all and i 
I mean, it's just one of those things that I'm sure we're going to get an answer for. Like, it's at the point where, like, we need it. Because it's like Peyton said, what happened during those five years to make her do a complete 180? Like, what's the point? So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not quite as pressed as Peyton, but I mean, I'm not exactly enthralled by the idea of Sharon being... I don't even want to call it the big bad. The power broker was just talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that it was... So that was probably my biggest complaint about the series and about the finale was the power broker thing because they brought it up and it didn't feel like it ever really came to fruition. It was just kind of like... It was teased a lot and it... And they basically made it seem like Sharon was the power broker from episode three. And it didn't feel like there was much of a mystery surrounding it at that point because it was like, yeah, Sharon totally seems like she's the power broker or she's working with the power broker. One of the two. And, you know, it ended up being that she is the power broker. Um, but I definitely agree. I was just kind of like, really? They didn't pull... I don't know. We kind of have come to expect it to be like they pull a little sneaky on us instead of just being like, hey, we're telling you she's the power broker. She's the power broker. Stop, you know. So I guess in, in a way, I do really respect them for just being like, hey, we're making you think she's a power broker because she is. All right, it's not Beta Ray Bill, believe it or not. It's not. It's not Mephisto. Um, it's the thing. It's the Doctor thing. Doom. I mean, I thought it, I thought it could have been Hammer. I thought it could have been Kingpin. It'd be cool to see that, but it almost. I think Doctor Doom could have been cool too. Doctor Doom would have been cool. Well, we but we haven't I explored understand. Fantastic Four at all, so yeah, we can't do that. And I get that they're they're really trying to keep the TV shows to a point where they're not going to be like, oh hey, yeah, we just introduced the X Men, we just introduced the Fantastic Four, we just introduced blah 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 because disney plus is not available everywhere and they can't expect everybody to pay for the streaming site like going to the movie and just buying tickets to see a movie once is a completely different story than people having to get the subscription i understand what they're trying to do they're trying to keep the tv universe to a point where it all interweaves and it makes it better it's like you know it just it helps build up the movie series rather than just being it's like the extra part. detail it's yeah, like it's, the extra detail that they couldn't fit into the already two and a half hour movie mm-hmm. So they're not going to make you sit through five hours of a movie instead. And I think it's smart. I totally agree. It's just, to a certain degree, I think we're also still expecting so much because it is Marvel. Yeah. And so, like, of course we're allowed to be upset about that. But, like, also to a certain degree, like, we need to draw a line somewhere. So. Yeah. I, um, I did see some stuff about Sharon. Um, just some online theories. One of them was that at the end when she's on our phone call, she's talking to Norman Osborn. And there was another one that's similar, and she was talking to Kingpin. What do you guys, what are you guys thinking about that? Or is she just talking to somebody in Madripoor, and it's super boring? It's going to be that one. Might as well make the whole situation boring. Yeah. If she's going to be boring, her lackey on the cell phone might as well be boring. If it was somebody cool, I feel like they would have just made them the power broker mm-hmm. as opposed to making Sharon the power broker. You know yeah. what I mean? Sharon being the lackey to one of those two people that you mentioned because I have the memory of a fly. That would have been cooler. But I don't know. Not yeah, a fan. I, s- I wish that she would have been like the right-hand woman. And I did see there was – I mean – take everything that i'm about to say with a grain of salt because it was a screenshot on instagram gotcha from reddit that was a supposed leak you know what i mean so already there we're like a hundred a hundred miles away from anything that's how do you not possible. trust that I don't how do you know, not man, trust that you know 
just it's on reddit have a little bit of reservation it was on reddit it's true what was that for? that's from invincible we just watched that um but it, the, the leak said supposedly at the end instead of the camera panning up to the american flag when she got off the phone it was supposed to cut to osborne tower but since spider-man hasn't come out yet they didn't want to like reveal the fact that osborne's in the mcu and i'm like that seems super far-fetched but i mean it just it supported the people's theories but i don't it just i can't imagine i mean they did tell the the writer of the show that they couldn't include spider-man because they didn't need to there was no reason to so i understand like it's supposed to be its own little own little bubble uh but i also saw something that's saying she could be a scroll and the real sharon has been was killed and now the scroll is taking over as her as part of secret invasion getting power as the power broker to be able to help the scroll army when they come in during the secret invasion which See, i would think that, that would be super awesome that could make sense Right, Once again, it's one of those that's kind of like whatever, no, I, but it's still like. Eh. I think it'd be cool. I think I've been I've been sitting here thinking about it, um, not about anything else. I've just been thinking about why I don't like that Sharon is power broken. I think that it, I think that it's that scene where where what's his face walks in and he says, "So you're the power broker," and mm-hmm. she's right. all super lame about it, and everyone in the scene is super lame about it. I think that it's just so cliche. Like, oh, you're the bad guy. And it was just, it felt like, really? Am I watching some garbage movies from movie from the early 2000s? It just right. like, it just didn't feel good. And I didn't think that maybe it was an acting thing. They didn't convince me that like she had any motives. It just felt like, yeah, it's me. Did she? Did the she good ever character actually say, who's yeah. actually the bad guy. Mm-hmm. No, but that's just the vibes it gave me. Where it's did like, she ever actually like you've caught that me. She was though, I guess. I don't think she said anything. No, she never did, which is what kind of faked me out because I feel like you know. So maybe she's just she not. Maybe she just is the lack sort of, of. I don't know. It was response just, to that. It feels okay. One way, I, like one day I'll think about it, and it's like, yeah, I know Sharon's power broker. Next, be like, you know, they really left that open ended whether she was or wasn't. It's just. That's what I'm kind of thinking now, because it's the whole. Well, we didn't say she was. She never confirmed it. Why do you think right. that? They didn't explicitly say it, so, you know. But, I don't know. Hopefully they take her somewhere interesting. Because Sharon could be a really interesting character. I, I, I liked her a lot in, in Winter Soldier. I know she didn't get a lot of screen time, but I thought the part that she was in was really cool. And I'm and glad they sense. tried to bring her back in Civil War. She didn't get to do as much. Um, but, I don't know. As I was really hyped to see her in here. Because I remember like the reveal in the trailer was big. Like the fact that she was back, um, and Emily Van Camp just being announced, just being in the show was really exciting. But it just kind of sucked seeing her just kind of being thrown to the side some of the time, and then not really giving that proper yes or no there at the end. But yep, super yeah. lame. Anti fan here, <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, you know who stole the show, and I. What bet money that we're going to see again here in the next couple of years? Zemo's butler. Zemo. Uh, Zemo, just the butler. He's getting his own spinoff series. It's yeah. called Zemo's Butler. And just him cleaning the house for 30 minutes an episode. Now it's him cleaning up, like, people. You oh, saw the yeah. end of that, the finale. Dude yeah, cleaned up. That was, that was really interesting. So, you know, Zemo has his butler blow up the car full of the Flag Smashers. Um, and then Val ends up saying something to Walker. About, she said, oh, our friend Zemo, blah, 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 got the last laugh. Do you think that they're working together or she just happened to be like, oh, yeah, I know that Zemo was here in America and 
you know, or wherever, wherever they were. I don't even know where they were going. But she was like, you know, oh, I just know he was here and you interacted with him and he got the last laugh. Because I've seen a lot of people talk about, oh, yeah, Zemo was confirmed to be working with Val. But that's not the way I took it. I just kind of took it as she knew that he was there. She obviously talked to Walker and know that they had ended up, you know, worked together at some point. And just that the Flag Smashers got, got killed by the butler. But, I mean, unless they really said, you know, the news was like, oh, yeah, we found his butler. It was Zemo's butler. He killed him. How would she know? I don't know. It's like, it's a whole thing. Because I guess it could be taken as, you know, Zemo got the last laugh. As in, they got killed. His his mission was fulfilled, even though he's in prison. Or it could be, oh, hey, I'm working with Zemo, and I know this. Or, oh, hey, there's so many interpretations. But I just It's really difficult, because when the show gave us so many things to wrap up, it also were really small things like that. That was just kind of like, okay, what is it? What does it mean? And it makes me excited to see what's coming in the future. But it's like, all right, this is really bothering me now. What does what does this mean? Tell me. Yeah, totally. I guess in my head, it just means like Zemo wanted all these superhumans dead, so he got the last laugh because they ended up dying. I don't know okay. that it necessarily means like she knew that he was part of it, but mm-hmm. she also could be working with him. But I just find it weird the way that Zemo's character has been set up to ever think that he would work for somebody. Yeah, that just exactly. seems strange to me. Dude's been like kind of a lone ranger using established organizations against themselves. Like he messed with Hydra and he obviously messed with the Avengers. It just plus I can't imagine that. I mean, he knows his mission's not done because during that whole thing, there's been a net one positive for the super soldiers because Walker got away. He took the serum. Um, and I'm sure Zemo knows that. And I guess that kind of goes into my next point about the Thunderbolts, where it would be kind of weird to see Zemo working with them. But maybe it's another thing like he was working with Bucky because they're trying to get rid of other super people. I don't know who else is on the um, Thunderbolts, but I'm sure it's not a bunch of... I'm sure it's people with powers, and mm-hmm. I just kind of find it weird Zemo would be working with them or for them. I don't know. We'll just have to see, I think. I know that Ross slash Red Hulk is a part of it. And at some port, some point, Norman Osborn is in it. And he's in the Iron Patriot suit that he stole or built or something. Hmm. And those are like the three that I always think of when I think of the Thunderbolts. I don't know. I don't know who else is all in it. Let's, let's do a quick little Google search, shall we? May as well. Yeah. list of thunderbolts oh my goodness this is a long list it's gonna be like every person ever in the comics uh okay i'll just go down the list and say the common ones so goliath zemo um hawkeye was apparently at some point radioactive man that just sounds familiar because it's from um from the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, Green Goblin, Bullseye, Venom, Black Widow, Ant-Man, Ghost, Luke Cage, Crossbones, Man-Thing, Dark Spider-Man, Deadpool, Elektra. Ooh, imagine if Deadpool was a part of that. That would be so weird. That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be cool. so weird to see them, like, because it's supposed to be, like, you know, a serious group, and then you just get Wade Wilson in there. I can't. I can't even imagine. That'd be awesome. It's just a cameo at the end <clears throat> of whatever that TV show or movie that they're in together, and they're just like, "Wait, get out now." 
Apparently Electra and Punisher were also in it. And Agent Venom. The Winter Soldier. Punisher Venom makes Rider. sense. That's a big that's a big list of Thunderbolts. So they have huh. like they have a Sounds really... like a lot of sounds oh. like quite a few of the CW characters were a part of it then. Taskmaster. CW oh. characters? What did you just say? Wait, no. Like the Flash, that. Green Arrow. No, not CW. Black oh, Lightning. God. I was thinking like, like Daredevil. Oh, the Netflix shows. Yes, Netflix. I'm yeah. sorry. I forgot about Taskmaster. Forgive That's the one that I keep me. saying I want to see in the Thunderbolts. That would be so cool. I I think he's such a cool character. He better not die. I'm gonna be so mad if he dies. I doubt he dies. I think Marvel's getting better about not killing like the bad guys He also dies, like, every other week, though, it feels huh. like. In a lot of the comics, it feels like he dies every other week. But he's not really dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I agree, Peyton. I think that, the, that Marvel's getting a lot better about not just having a one-off villain. A lot of them are surviving now and coming back later, and it makes it more fun. A lot of I bad guy movies either. have been doing a lot better. Mm -hmm. Like Venom, I guess. He's kind of not a good guy. They kind of built him up to be more of a good guy in these movies. He didn't seem as anti-hero as yeah. in the... Like, I think he was supposed to be. Or at least he was in the comics. As a kid, I always thought Venom was a bad guy. So it was kind of weird to see um, that not be the case in the movie. Yeah, I mean, Joker's done very well. Uh, I, I'm sure there's more. Like, Suicide Squad didn't do great. I liked it, though. The new so, one looks like it'll know. be fun. Dude, yeah. Birds of Prey, how could you forget? Yeah, I don't even know if they're bad guys, though. But anyways, I think that Marvel is starting to realize that fans can have a lot of love for the bad guys. So it's kind of lame to build up a character and cast a nice actor as them if you're just going to kill them off right away. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Like Yellow Jacket. It would have been cool to see Yellow Jacket come back. Just because I thought no, it was wouldn't have been. awesome. Yeah. Claw. Lame-ass character. Claw. Would have been cool to see cool. Claw. His suit was fine. You see the bald guy piloting it and the lame character underneath it? I did. Yeah, but the suit was cool. It was. Anybody could put on that suit. It's, it's destroyed. Yeah, Claw was also a good one. Been interesting to see him come back. Claw and Killmonger both. Claw was in like three different movies. Maybe two. I don't remember. He, he was definitely like in Ultron. Big part, and he was definitely in Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. He may. I don't know. Who knows? Was he in Civil War? Mm -mm. Are you sure? I'm 99.99% sure. positive. Mm. So you're not sure. You want to you look it up really quick? I don't want to look right. it up. I know you love to be right, so you might not want to look it up. Oh, I'm not like guaranteeing that he was in it. He just could have been. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think Sounds out of like all the movies, that's the most likely for him to have also been in, if I'm right about the three thing. But I don't. I don't know. He was definitely in those two. That's where my... Uh, I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. It's because those are right. Yeah. That's how I am right most of the time. I only put my eggs in the good baskets. Yeah, he's not in uh, He's not in Civil War. I did fact check myself just to make sure. Oh, no. Interesting. IMDb is not always right. Anything to prove Peyton wrong, right? You're not That's proving me up. wrong. <laughs> This is like, How are we not? No, he was only in two things. He All died right. in Black Panther, Peyton. You watched him get shot. I did. Uh, let's kind of wrap up and talk about Captain America 
and what this means for the MCU and the cultural impact um, that Sam Wilson as Captain America has. Because if we talked at the beginning of the episode how some of Sam's first line the entire show of this episode is, I'm Captain America. And someone else later says, oh, that's Black, Fal- Black Falcon. And the guy next to him is like, no, that's Captain America. Um, so I don't want to take up all the time on here, which you guys have to say too, but I love... I love what they did with Sam in the show and making him Captain America. It felt it felt so right, and I think that going forward in the future, it'll be really interesting to see, um, especially since Captain America 4 is confirmed to be coming out with Falcon as Captain America. I don't... Not Falcon. Sam Wilson as Captain America, and it's being created by the people who did the show. So what did you guys kind of think about how all of that was treated? I really liked it. I first off, the suit was phenomenal. That was Gorgeous. really well oh done. My gosh. So cool. Um, to those of the people that were like, "Oh, I wonder what's in the box," I think you need to go out a little bit more. Um, Zach, you knew what was in the box. We're talking about Zach. Godsey I wouldn't even consider that a cliffhanger. No. It's like if you're watching no. Jurassic Park and you see an egg hatch and you're like, oh, wonder what's coming out of that. Is it a chicken? Is it a duck? It's a freaking dinosaur. What are you watching? Exactly. God. It's, it was a little upsetting to know that even though I, I saw elsewhere online that people were like, oh, you don't know that it's going to be that. Yeah, okay, whatever. Fine. Just wait a week then and eat your words. Um, I loved his suit, like I said. Sorry, let me go back to that. I loved his suit. I really liked his progression through the story of him kind of, like, coming to the understanding of, like, yeah, Steve didn't really know what he was doing when he wanted me to be Captain America, but Steve wasn't wrong in saying that I should be Captain America. And, like, he kind of, like, through, like, the whole, like, montage of him working out and, like, learning how to use the shield and stuff. Like, you can see him, like, building the confidence within himself to be this new, this symbol, this iconic hero. And I thought that was super neat because it's just one of those things where it's, like, it clearly meant so much to Sam because, like, Bucky was basically telling him throughout the entire series Steve wanted you to be Captain America just do it and like you know Sam the whole time is like uh I don't know uh and I just thought that he kind of finally like found that groove and I thought that was really really well done and I thought it was super interesting I love Anthony Mackie he did a fantastic job and I think he's going to continue to do so I'm excited to see him in other works especially within this new costume and as a new kind of matured hero in a sense because he has kind of taken on like he because didn't he was he the one that said it or might have been Isaiah that said it where it was like you wearing that suit means more than just being a hero that means you are a person of it was like something about a person of color protecting the community or something like that and it was it was weird in a sense because it's like we're all white straight men we're not going to understand so many things but that still like that has impact that means something and i thought that was super well done i thought it was a great great sentiment to share and i'm like i said i'm very excited to see what's to come i agree with you i think they did it in a very intelligent way 
um, the whole show was all about Falcon being convinced that he was worthy of the shield and the mantle. And at the same time, they're proving to the audience why he is. Because I know that a lot of people wanted to see Bucky and a lot of people were divisive about it. And I think the series was a perfect way to not only convince Sam's character, but also the audience that he is, there's a reason that, um, that he was given the shield Mm -hmm. and that he is definitely worthy of that mantle. Um, I also am very happy for Anthony Mackie. I know that he hated the name Falcon because of the uh, football team. He's a big Saints fan. So it's good that he doesn't have to dodge that word in all of his interviews. I, I saw something that he, in every way he could, he tried to always call him Sam. He never called him Falcon because he hated the name. So good for him. Now he's Captain America. There's not a football team funny. named around that. So, yeah. Good job. Great show. Definitely convinced me that he was worthy of it. And uh, I'm happy to see what they do with it. Did you guys watch The Assembled for Falcon and Winter Soldier? I've not yet. I have not. Okay. There was just one part um, where they were they were talking to the creator of the show and um, and Anthony Mackie, and they both mentioned how important the show was in this time and when they were filming with COVID, and it was at the time um, last summer where the Black Lives Matter movement started happening again um, because of the murders, and it was mentioned, you know, that a, a lot of a lot of inspiration was kind of drawn from that stuff. And I just thought it was really cool that they decided to incorporate that. Cause I know we talked about it, but it was just kind of like a confirmation from, from them. Um, but I'm, I'm just so happy to see Sam as captain America, because I think that he really, you know, is a fantastic successor to Steve Rogers. And no, he's not going to be Steve Rogers, but he's bringing in a completely different perspective and a different, like, similar ideals but he's just he's his own person and i love the way that he handles things uh like i said at the beginning his speech at the end of the episode um with the grc people it gave me chills i mean i was i was moved by that but i think you know i was i was really excited to see sam as captain america at the end of endgame i was kind of one of those people that i was like bucky doesn't need to have the shield he doesn't it doesn't make sense within the mcu for him to become bucky or to become Captain America next. That really makes sense for Sam to kind of take on that mantle. So I was really, you know, I was happy to see that progression from, you know, April of 2019 when I first saw it up until April of 2021, you know, two years to finally see, you know, Sam is Captain America. And that was just really special to me to finally see that. And I hope that Sam Wilson as Captain America is just as big as Black Panther coming out. Um, I think that there was, you know, so much talk around that and, and what it means for, for people to have someone to look up to that, that looks like them and comes from, you know, backgrounds to them. And I, I really hope that, that Sam Wilson as Captain America and even just the way Anthony Mackie has treated this character um, and is as a person, I really hope that that gives people something to look up to and kind of just see themselves in. Totally agree. That's all that I really want to talk about. I, there was just so many big things about the characters, and I'm glad we got to hit them. Uh, but is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about with the series or the finale specifically, anything like that? 
uh, a cool thing. If you were watching with subtitles, every time Sam talked, it said Captain America was talking. I thought that was super neat, and I shared that with them. Um, other than that, I think that's all I've got, man. Yeah, I don't think I, I think we uh, had a lot of points I wanted to. Uh, going off of Cameron's, one more cool thing is that originally it was supposed to say Captain America and the White Wolf um, when the when the title changed at the end, but they wanted to keep it to just Captain America and the Winter Soldier, mostly because it was like we need to show that it's Captain America now. Like that's the big change, and they did say mm -hmm. that Bucky's not Winter Soldier anymore, but. I think that Captain America and the Winter Soldier has a better ring than Captain America and the White Wolf, but that's just that's just. Fine. I mean, it sound they both sound awesome, but just in my head, White Wolf sounds cool. going straight from Falcon and Winter Soldier to Captain America and the White Wolf is just like whoa. We went from from zero to one hundred, and I was just not not ready. But it was awesome to see the title change at the end, and it's cool to see that they do have big plans for Bucky in the future because they could just been like, yeah, no, it's just you know he's still the Winter Soldier, that's still him, but they have. I can definitely tell that they know what they're doing with this character now. Uh, so before we wrap up this episode, this is going to be the final episode of our, not even our season, just while we're in school. Um, so we're finished with school after this week. Uh, and then we were going to, we, we still want to do some stuff over the summer. Uh, we really enjoy doing the podcast and talking to each other, but we're going to be doing it much less consistently. Uh, we want to talk about, just things that are kind of happening rather than each week kind of finding something new. It'll be every once in a while once something new comes up, we can discuss it. So now we've already talked about um, wanting to do stuff with the Bad Batch uh, and Loki, Invincible, um, Black Widow. If that ever comes out, we'll see. It's, uh, you know, it's, I give it a 50-50 still. But, you know, we still want to do a lot of stuff over the summer. So just make sure to stay updated. Uh, and we'll let you know as we have new episodes coming out and what those are going to be. But our, our schedule is going to be much less consistent, but we hope that you guys still will enjoy and be able to listen, you know, as, as you are now. But any uh, any shout-outs for the last last episode of this normal this normal period? I got I'm gonna nothing. I'm going to shout-out to Zach Godsey to make sure he listens to this all the way through and understands his errors. You fool. You fool. I love him a lot, I promise. <sighs> All right, Cameron. You know what? No, Peyton, why don't you finish this out since, Cameron, you started? Finish it out? What, what's yeah. that look like? Just wrap it up. Bring us bring us home. Um, get, get the sign out. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you uh, stay posted about what we are doing in the future. I think that we all really like doing this, and we really appreciate those of you that sit down and listen to us ramble, um, some of us more than others. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks to the other guys for talking to me. And uh, yeah, this has been our episode on the Winter Soldier, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And uh, yeah, you'll see more of us soon. So I have been Peyton. I have been Matthew. And I have been Cameron. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.